All right, what up? Welcome to episode one of this new podcast that me, Barstool Trent, and Coley Mick are going to kick off. Uh, we don't really have a name yet uh, because it's episode one, and you sometimes you just got to feel shit out and feel where it goes. So we want to just let that flow as it comes. I mean, that's kind of how I, my daughters ended up with their names. I didn't really have them picked out before we went there, and then they ended up with some badass names. So it worked for my kids. Maybe it'll work for the podcast, too. So, Trent, what up, man? Nothing. I'm excited to be here. That's an interesting way to pick out a kid's name because I feel like that's a big deal. People buy books. They talk about it for months. You went into the delivery room just like, we don't know what we're going to name these kids. Well, can I be honest for a second? I just completely lied. Like, that was a big lie on, on my behalf. We had we had the name picked off, and I feel like to start off, I – I need to be in the honest tree. I wanted to have like a nice smooth segue because I feel like those are important in the podcast biz, but I also feel like being honest with the listeners is important. So that was a big lie. I like that. We, I mean, you start off with a lie, but coming around and finally being honest, I think that's, that's a hot start chaps. Thank you. Coley. What up, man? Like literally 10 minutes ago on the text, you said you'd never lie. And then you just bring in all these millions of people and you lie directly to the ear holes. Like, what the heck, chaps? Well, you gave me the idea that, like, maybe I should. Maybe I should start up in my lying game because, like, really, if you're a good liar, you can get away with a lot of things. And maybe I could come off as more interesting than I already do. So maybe I'll just start adding, like, subtle lies into my stories here and there. Well, a quick tip when you lie is to immediately not say you just lied. you got to ride with it for much longer than four <laughs> well, I was nervous. I mean, it's kind of like your first time having sex. Like, it's not going to last that long. Like, you know that you should be embarrassed, but you just got you to be honest. You can't say that you're, like, Lexington Steel when you're not. I'm not the Lexington Steel of lying. That's Nobody a- would have known, though. Literally, no one. You could have just you could have rode that lie for until you're dead. Everyone would have just been like, "Do you know that Chaps named his kids in the delivery room?" And that would have been a great urban legend. But what if somebody finds out and they get caught and then I get called out on it? It's all the only person that's going to find out is probably your wife, and she knows the truth. And you oh, guys, she'd out me in a heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> she would out my dumb ass in a heartbeat. Well, then you got some leaks in the boat, and maybe it was good to come clean. Okay, since we're already on the topic of lying, I want to talk to you, Trent, about how you've been masquerading as a fat person for years, and it's not true. (laughs) This is all coming from the 100-meter dash video, right? Well, it's mainly coming from your pretty handsome legs and and slim and sleek torso. I'm I'm a fat person, and I'm offended. (laughs) I am mad online and offline that people are saying I'm not, like... If you watch that video, I have. A I did pretty watch good the video. That's why I brought Thank it up. You. Thank you for watching. And I had a nice pair of boobies going on in that. I was really self-conscious when we were filming because it was like one of those compression shirts that grabs your body. And I had a good pair of tits going. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is I have like a weird. Uh, my fat like it, it's distributed evenly throughout my body. But like if I take my shirt off, I look like a fat person. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, bring it out. You can't. You no, we're we're if we're gonna be in the honest tree, and I'm gonna be take your shirt off. Let's see it. No, that's I'm not. You're th- not fat. That's not fat. Are you sure? Yeah. You yeah, gotta stop no. calling yourself a fat person. I mean, you're not svelte. You're not gonna be looking good in skinny jeans at any time soon. But like, you're not a fat guy. Coley, like what do you I think? Don't... Is Trent a fat guy or a fake fat guy? 
Definitely not. He's a fake fat guy, for sure, for sure. I mean, we saw him out there with the headband, sprinting around, looking like the white Usain Bolt. And now I see him with his shirt off. He's got the traps going. He's, yeah, like you were saying, don't, definitely don't be rocking skinny jeans anytime soon or, or like a whole leather suit like Eddie Murphy and Raw. But other than that, you're killing the game. Yeah. I don't like this. See, I, I think being fat is part of my brand. I'm going to put my, should I put my shirt back on or keep it off? No, keep it off. Okay. <laughs> it's handsome Friday, man. Like, just let it rock out with your pals, man. Nothing wrong with uh, being handsome with your friends. I don't understand. I feel like a fat person. I eat like a fat person. I don't work out. And now I got people telling me that I'm not a fat person and it's offensive to me. And Coley, you used to be a fat person and you're not a fat person anymore either. I'm like the the white male Oprah. I fluctuate so heavily. Like last year at this time, I was I was pushing three bills. Right now, I'm I'm cruising in the two forties, trying to get down a little bit more. So yeah, uh, I, I I empathize with Trent when when I very much know what that fat life is about. But I also I'm not trying to claim it because mine only stays in like the chest and like love handle area. Like my legs will always be slim. I got like the meanest chicken legs on the planet. Um, but like my face got much smaller. I had a I had a huge head a year ago, like like a drunk Kennedy uncle. So I'm I'm getting a lot better in that area. Yeah, I feel like that's well, why Trent gets away with being like called fat because his face is more like a rounded Iowa person. Like he's very has a very Iowa face. <laughs> And you, Cole, you're playing with house money because I met you last week, and you're like six five, so that kind of spreads it out. So that's even that's even better. So you could be kind of a fat person, but also just feel like I'm just a big person in general. So yeah, that's why the weight thing isn't really fair because if like you're six five and three hundred, that's not the same thing as if you're like five eleven and three hundred. So you you assume that when somebody says I'm three hundred pounds, that they're talking about average height human. But then Coley's a freak show, and he's really tall, so it spreads it out a little bit more. It, it didn't look very flattering either way. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, if I were a perfect circle and I was just rolling around all over town because I was 5'8 and 300, yeah, obviously that's not ideal. When you're 6'5, you still have all these advantages. The rest of the world doesn't. I'm sorry to both of you. Um, but yeah, uh, being 6'5, being and like when I was in college, I was like 6'5, 205, and whoo! Let me tell you, boys, you want to talk about Handsome Fridays. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited just thinking about it. <laughs> how how tall are you trent i'm 5'11 yeah so i'm six foot so i'm better than you anyways so <laughs> moving on um earlier this week we were texting and trent because he's a fake fat guy likes to act like he likes everything that is fat oriented and one of the main things that fat people really get down with is bacon so i'm under the impression i i feel like bacon is the most overrated food that there is like uh from a culinary standpoint i think that if i go to your house and you cooked a dish that has bacon in it i'm gonna think less of you you coming at me saying bacon's overrated and then throwing in oh it's because of the culinary you're just like a hipster to me wow when you start saying culinary i'm out like i check out i don't even want to hear your opinion on bacon because bacon is bacon I know it's cliche to say everybody likes bacon, but it's the thing where people say stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Bacon, people say bacon is delicious because bacon is delicious. There's no way around it. And for you, for people to say that it's overrated feels like you're trying a little too hard. Okay, Coley, what do you think? Bacon guy or not bacon guy? Like, before Twitter, 
I was definitely Team Bacon. And then Twitter was like, oh, my God, have you guys heard of this little thing I call bacon? And, like, you're never going to believe how delicious bacon It Like, bacon's cool. Like, I, I don't understand all the hype. Like, if I'm going to a breakfast place, a little brunch, I'm not going to be throwing around the words like culinary, but if I go to a brunch. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Brunch is not – brunch is okay, but culinary isn't? Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. That was the most shut down I've ever been in an argument probably in my entire life. And you, you live in a house full of women, so that's saying a lot. Yeah. If I go if I go to a brunch or a breakfast and I'm getting like eggs and, and the whole the whole nine, I'm going sausage over bacon ten out of ten. That's just me. Uh I do think like people do like if I'm if I'm getting bacon it's going on a burger or like really nowhere else. I don't think it I don't think it goes pairs well with pizza. I think people throw it on pizza all willy nilly. I think you're way wasting too salty pizza. at that point. Way too salty. See, and I I agree. I disagree because at breakfast I will get bacon with eggs. I feel like bacon as a standalone for its intended purpose of being with eggs or hash browns or something like that is perfectly fine. When you start talking about like you said, putting it on pizza, putting it on fucking ice cream, putting it on yeah. donuts and shit, get out of here with that. No, you can put it on anything. It makes everything better. That's why it's like a magical food. Have you guys seen the video? This is proof that bacon transcends like Twitter conversations, internet conversations. Have you seen the video of the little kid who tries bacon for the first time? His fucking head like explodes. Yeah, That's, it does. Kids That's an adorable the, video. It's a, it's a super adorable video. But kids are the test for everything. Like there's no, they haven't developed a filter. They're not jaded by society. A kid will give you an honest reaction. So give a kid a piece of bacon and his head almost explodes. Like that's almost all the evidence I need right there. I don't know. Like the first hand job I got was terrible in retrospect, but it felt great at the time. Like, I don't know if that's the best barometer here. I think we need a little bit more refined taste on, on issues of this matter. Yeah. Magnitude. Like I feel like that that's a good, that's a good phrase to have that bacon is the hand job of food. Like you're not really ever going to turn it down, but there's things that are so much better. It, it gets so much better. Bacon's are the hand job of food. I'm not going to deny that just because it, it sounds funny. But I think you guys are underselling how delicious bacon is. I will have – I'll just – I eat bacon by itself. That's like what I eat when I'm hungover is bacon. I'll just buy packages of bacon and make it. One time I was so hungover that I didn't want to go drive and get it that I ordered a Jimmy John sandwich with bacon on it, and I just ate the bacon while I was hungover. That's how good bacon is. And I kind of feel like this whole thing is – wrapped up in how you're trying to perpetuate the myth that you're a fat guy oh god like i don't feel like if you're trying to be a fake fat guy that you can say that bacon's bad you got to protect that image and i and i understand that so that's one of your big biggest lies that you've ever told what's 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 another big lie that you've told trent big lie that i've told i this fat guy stuff is really it's really getting under my I'll skin let you think I'm... about it for a second so why we want to talk about this is because ryan lochte went into his whole big spiel and made everything up and he released his pr statement that a lawyer obviously wrote because i don't think that lochte would ever say that it's uh traumatic to be in a foreign country like brazil like they made brazil sound like you were in downtown afghanistan like if you're in Kabul and bombs are going off like dude you're in olympic like right outside of olympic village like you're gonna be okay it can't be that traumatic so he went I on and on and on and never let it go. Is there ever been a lie, Trent, that you told that was like that? 
Yeah, I have a lie like that. When I was in high school, um, I was like right at the beginning of uh, when I was in high school, like social media, people taking pictures of everything, putting it on Facebook. Facebook was the main one. Um, and a picture of me drinking at a party got put on Facebook. And my mom saw it. It was me and a couple of my buddies. I was holding a can of Bud Light. Um, and my mom saw it. And I told her that someone had Photoshopped the can of Bud Light into my hand. And I thought it was like the greatest lie in the world. That's, that would be my, that's my lofty lie. Did you, have you ever given it up? Have you ever told your mom that you were drinking? No, I have not. I feel I like that's something to. that you need to do and video it, that you need to be honest about. We'll have like a come and clean segment where the lies that we have told, we video and the reaction that people have. I think she's, I hope that, I think she's smart enough to know that I was lying. I never told her that I was lying. But I hope she's smart enough to know. I don't, but I never want to come clean about it because I never did. It might break her heart into a million pieces. Wow. Coley, what's your lie? Um, like when I was a, uh, I, I guess this was more just me. I don't, like, I don't lie a lot. Like we were saying, I'm pretty truthful. Chaps, Chaps, Chaps doesn't lie either. Chaps never lies. Never. Yeah, except for five minutes ago. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm more, mine's more like I was like a, a big klepto when I was a kid. Okay. So like I would go over to people's houses and like if they had like a cool Power Ranger toy, like that's my cool Power Ranger toy. And I, I was so good. Like I would just like slide it up the sleeve, stuff like that. But I guess like where the line comes in is my parents would be like, where the fuck did you get this? And I'd be like, oh, I've had this. Like they bought, they were buying toys. They weren't paying attention to what they were. Like you bought this, of course. And then like, I went They're to like what what what? <laughs> yeah. I went to this like Boy Scouts thing uh and we had to like run and do all like these like push-ups and sit-ups and stuff and like I stole this a stopwatch from there. Like I'm telling you anything I could steal that was mine. I was just putting it in my pocket. I thought I was the coolest kid and then this TV special came on. It was probably like Boy Meets World or something where like shout they showed the app. Yeah, shout out the whole crew, Corey, Sean, what up guys? like someone stole something and they showed like all the terrible things that happened and my nine-year-old brain was like like don't forget i was i grew up in boston irish catholic so like i was probably also learning about like hell and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i remember i was on the couch and my father was about to leave for like a meeting and i had just learned the morals of stealing and i just like stopped him before he was leaving and i was like in tears like i stole and i like pointed to this like pile of stuff that i had (laughs) (laughs) everything in my room is stolen and your parents probably low-key didn't care because they didn't have to buy you new toys because you were stealing it from all over the place. And they were probably like, fuck it. He couldn't have given a shit less. <laughs> he was like, I don't, give, I don't care. Dude. Like, what? I gotta go. Like, yeah, if my, kids get, if my kids get caught stealing, then I'll act like I care. But if they have it and it's a new toy that I recognize that they wanted and I didn't have to pay for, I'm not really sure how much I'll actually care. Yeah. As long as the value isn't over like 10 bucks or something like that, I'm fine with it. So my, my lie kind of comes uh, from a toy, too. So when I was small, my dad was in the Navy, and so he was out of town a lot, and I used to love to take uh, a bath. Like, I was a big bath dude. Still am. I still take a bath. So, and okay, we can get into that. But a bath, is, a bath is about as relaxed as you can get. Like, when you dump the little lavender sauce in there and you're just chilling, it's, it's magical. All right, so anyways... I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my bathtub at my house and I had this He-Man toy. You guys remember He-Man? 
Yeah. All yeah. right. So I had the He-Man toys and the action figures. Do you remember when you used to be? You could pull them apart and they had like a rubber band on the inside, and mm-hmm. they and you they could spin their legs. So I would take my He-Man and pull it apart, spin it as many times as I could, kind of like a swing set where it'll whip you around like real fast um, in a circle. Well, I was soapy obviously because I was in the bathtub and I dropped it, and He-Man's waist grabbed onto the end of my penis and was like pinching the dog shit out of my penis so i start screaming like bloody murder i was probably like six or seven at the time and my mom comes in the bathroom she's like what happened i'm like p-man's on my pee-pee like going off like damn near in tears and everything so i take it off there's a little red mark on the end of my penis nothing to be crazy alarmed about but my mom being a mom is really concerned you know because she wants to have grandchildren and things like that (laughs) so she's really worried about my little penis and so she calls my grandpa who lives like 30 minutes away my grandpa's like bring him over here i'll check it out so the whole time we're going and i'm like still like acting like i'm in agony about my penis and i need to be honest it didn't really hurt that bad but i knew that as a dude you always have to act like if you get hit in the balls it hurts really bad you have to Otherwise, people question your manlyhood, and I wasn't about to have my manlyhood questioned at seven years old. So I lied about <laughs> the amount of pain I was in in my dick because I wanted to like protect my manliness. That's amazing that you had that awareness at seven years old that if you get hit in the dick, you gotta cry bloody murder because otherwise your grandpa's gonna not call you a man. Yeah, so I would rather cry like a little bitch than act like my penis is superhuman strength. I think your penis might be superhuman strength because that sounds super painful to have like an action figure wrapped around your dick. You might just have like a bulletproof dick. Well, Chad, I mean, it's I... never been shot, but I don't want to shoot it. But I have like pinched it really hard, and um... yeah, Ch- Chaps, what do you know? What do you know about pain? What do you? What is your pain threshold? <laughs> Not much, honestly. I'm kind of a big pussy. Chaps and I have discussed this many times, like over the past, surprisingly, like a lot of times. Because a phrase I like to throw around is like, punch him, he got punched in the dick, like watching the NBA. And every time Chaps chimes in with, you could run over a dick with a car, you're not going to feel anything. It's the ball where all the pain is. So at seven, you just, if that had been wrapped on your like 15 year old balls, you would have been in the emergency room. But a seven year old, little wobbly dick with with no nerve endings in there, yeah, you could have, you could still have He Man on there. Yeah, I could probably just pierce it with him and be fine. That's why people can pierce like the head of their dick. Like there's not a whole lot of feeling in there. Like you get He's hit, you balls. get hit in the testicles and it's over. You get hit in the dick. I mean, you could. I really think that you could drive my dick over with a semi and. I would probably go, like, make a sandwich and be fine. That doesn't sound med- medically accurate, because I thought the tip of your dick had, like, the most uh, nerve endings of any part of your body. No, that's your asshole. Yeah. You're thinking of your asshole. Now, you run my asshole over, I'm in a world of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run my asshole over. Do not run chat. That's the lesson. No, because my, my balloon has been, like, really sensitive for years, because, you know, I've had diarrhea since Easter of 2007, so it's never, like... It never gets back to full strength. It's, I kind of have, like, concussion syndrome in my butt. So, like, you know how it, if you get one concussion, then the next one's easier, the next one. I feel that's the same thing with ring sting. If you're in constant state of ring sting, even when it might go away a little bit, it comes back so fast. It's like pneumonia that way. 
Ring sting. I like that. Yeah. All right. So there Medical. we go with that. Trent, when you were wearing a shirt, what was on that shirt that you were wearing? <laughs> I yeah, I feel it's it's odd how comfortable I feel being shirtless with you guys. I want I want to put that out there because I don't like being I don't like being shirtless, but I feel okay with it right now. But the shirt that I was wearing was a notorious Big shirt, mm-hmm. and the reason I brought this up was because um, and I wonder if you guys feel the same. I'm not comfortable. It's a notorious Big shirt. It's the album cover of Ready to Die, so people know what that looks like. Um, I'm not comfortable wearing that shirt in public because I don't uh, want people to ask me about it because I'm a white guy in Iowa. Yeah. I don't want them to be like, hey, let's talk about Tupac and Biggie. Let's talk about your favorite Notorious B.I.G. songs. So it's an apartment-only shirt. I throw on Notorious B.I.G., and I know I'm not going to leave the house to go get anything. And I was wondering if you guys have shirts like that. My shirt is my Notorious B.I.G. shirt. So on on your Notorious B.I.G. shirt, like – one out of ten, what do you think the chances are that somebody asks you? Like a nine and a half. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that's ridiculous. The mid-90s I was going to say that See? a four would be too much on the maybe list. I'm, maybe I'm shooting a little high. But this is a misconception about <laughs> Iowa, that we're all just like farmers and losers and basically white people. But I live in a, a part of town where there's like a lot of people from Chicago come to. It's like low income housing from Chicago to live in Iowa. So my gas station, it's where I'm just hanging out, and I guarantee that we we'd be talking about uh, ready to die the second I walked in. Cole, you got Fox. any shirts like that? <laughs> uh, as we've already discussed, I'm glad it came up because I don't like bringing it up. I am six five and therefore superior to ninety eight percent of the human population. So no, I don't have these kind of fears. I dress like a massive asshole pretty much at all times, and most people don't want to talk to me about anything when they see me. So I don't. I don't. This is not a fear I'm used to. I wear. I wear like Zubaz. I wear uh, shirts with like r- weird slogans on them. I, I, I wear whatever. I will admit that we were in New York together this last weekend. And your sense of style blew my mind. Like I, I wasn't ready for it. I really like I'm wearing like Nike like golf pants and polo shirts and shit. And and Coley's style is like he's about to warm up for an NBA game or something. Like it's. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've I mean, I've I grew up on basketball courts. So like people, I, I saw an article earlier this summer. It was like, uh socks and flip-flops is the new thing i was like that's what i've been wearing for 20 years now like what are you talking about that's what you wear when you're going to the court so that you can change into your sneakers when you get there i wear a lot of nike tech fleece because it's i uh, chaps honestly i need you to take this right to the top the fact that the military is not wearing nike tech fleece like the pockets that are on those things with the zippers you wouldn't even need backpacks anymore you could fit all your ammunition, all your supplies, all your food, everything in that right pocket and still be comfortable enough and have the full range of motion to be fighting in combat. I think I'm pretty sure I just solved all of our problems. Oh, are you ready for this? Marines are never allowed to have their hands in their pockets, ever. Outrageous. <laughs> yeah, so if you're standing on base or something like that and you get caught with your hands in your pockets, that's an ass chewing right what's, then and there, no matter what, what's going on. You have your hands in your pockets, you're getting your ass chewed. What's the reason behind that? Because you just like look lackadaisical? Yeah, like you're not ready. Like if you if you could get caught, I guess really the thing is that you could get caught off guard and be too relaxed or 
you can't salute fast enough like if an officer comes the, the whole concept is absolutely <laughs> fucking insane like that it's going to take you in half hour to get your hands out of your pockets ridiculous. <laughs> so i remember the first time that i experienced these dumbass coal rules right so i'm at boot camp it's in fucking february and paris island south carolina right on the water so it's it's cold like it's not cold like boston cold or new york cold i don't even know what fucking climate iowa is no one does so i'm in, <laughs> I'm in south carolina and it's really wet and cold and rainy and you i'm holding a weapon at port arms for hours like you're seriously hours standing out there and my fingers you know like when you're playing really cold football and you're trying to throw it but your fingers feel like little vienna sausages and you can't grip shit yeah so it was like that and i come in and i rush to the bathroom um the head so all the marines listening don't fucking like come into my twitter mention and be like oh i guess we call it a bathroom now i know it's a head right okay so i'm in the fucking bathroom and i turn the water on hot and i stick my little dick skinners in there and <laughs> well it felt good but then i get absolutely berated for having my hands like warming my hands you're like why do you need to warm your hands are you a pussy and i'm like my hands are cold like that's why I want to warm them. Like, I didn't know that the desire to have warm hands, like, made me automatically a pussy. But since you say so, like, it makes sense. So, yeah. It gets cold in Iowa, by the way. Really cold. Yeah. Prove it. Really. Prove it. It's, well, <laughs> how, how? How am I supposed to prove it? I'll prove it to you in a couple months. Own. You just got owned big time. <laughs> Prove it. I can't. It's August and it's hot as shit here. I Listen to the rundown one time, Trent. Listen to the rundown one time. That was Prez's thing yesterday where he said that you can tell if anybody makes a claim, you tell them prove it. No one can prove shit on the spot. And you just proved Prez's point right there. Yeah. Uh, I would All right, like so to make a point. On Saturday when we were in New York, I was pretty handsome. You can't even deny it. The other two days I was dressed like a bum. Oh, that's what I was going to say. This – you talking about you can you – can, uh, Cole, you can wear whatever you want. You dress like whatever. It's tall man confidence. You don't have to. You don't have the insecurities that me and chaps have, and the rest of the world yourself, have. Pal. I wear whatever I want, homie. <laughs> I have. Well, let me say a caveat. If I have a beard, I will wear whatever I want. I'll wear a pink V-neck that's down to my dick. If I have a beard. If I don't have a beard, I've got to be a lot more cautious. See, but Coley's never had any of those thoughts. He just gets up, he's towering over everyone, and you, he kind of alluded to it. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. Because no matter what you wear, girls are like, oh, I like tall guys regardless. Yeah, with Coley's sense of style, if you would have, if the guy that who wrote 8 Mile would have made Cheddar Bob six foot five, I feel like Coley could have played that part. That's brutal. That's a brutal <laughs> thing to say. Chaps, we were literally wearing, like, the exact same thing on Saturday. Like, we both had on green pants. We both had on – I had on way better sneakers than you, and even you'll admit that because – oh, Friday, Friday, because your feet, like, fell apart. Okay, they might have been more – they might have been more situationally appropriate, but those shoes that I was wearing were Cole Hans, pal. Those are some good shoes. Got them and at my, the outlet. Mine were Nike Bruce Lee's. I didn't even know they made a Nike Bruce Lee. See, I don't understand sneakerheads, but that's for another another time. I'll never understand sneakerheads. All right. So this week, whenever we spent a lot of time on the phone uh, texting, trying to get topics together and shit like that, 
Trent is the most savage texter that I've communicated with in a long time. One, he's like a millennial age dude. How old are you, Trent? Uh, 27. All right, so he's 27 years old, and sometimes he can go hours without returning a text, and it absolutely blows my mind. Like how you're a blogger constantly on Twitter knowing that the people that you're in a group text with know that you're by your phone or some type of communication device and still go hours is one of the most savage communication techniques that I've seen in a while. But that's I, not even the worst part. The worst part is that he, <laughs> he he insists on when he does reply, how do you end all of your correspondence, Trent? I end them with a period, period at the end. Punctuation all the time. Punctuation all the time. I think, and you're saying hours, I would go without responding to text. That might be a little overkill. I will say this last week, I came back to my phone multiple times where the text from chaps like, text back, you millennial motherfucker. Text me. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. It's sometimes I'll like, when I'm watching a show, I'll put my phone on silent. So I won't get it until I stop watching the See, show. I don't understand that. I'm 34 and I don't do that. I like to be focused when I'm watching a show, especially like a show like Mr. Robot, where I have to focus. I don't like being uh, distracted, although I check Twitter like 20 times when I'm watching the show. So um, <laughs> it's a give and take. That might be why I don't know like half the characters in Game of Thrones, like however many seasons we're in. I don't know who like half the people are. Yeah, I throw my, I throw my phone and laptop like across the room when I watch Game of Thrones because there's a thousand characters. And also... With the period thing, I didn't even know I was being an asshole until um, our guy Riggs, I was texting with him, um, and he was like, you know you're being a fucking asshole when you put a period at the end of your sentences on text? And I had no idea. No, no. See, I'm, I'm with chaps on you being a bad millennial with your response times. I'm very anti this uh, oh, punctuations for suckers thing. Those Harvard nerds and, and army bros out here telling us how to live our lives. No, fuck that. Punctuation is the key. Like, I, I, I noticed today I was texting on my laptop, so I didn't, I wasn't using punctuation. But when I'm with my phone, I'll hit that double space. It brings up the period automatically. If you're not doing that, you're the asshole. No, People no, no. Can, yeah. See, I think, I think we have a lack of communication because I'm not talking about the middle text, like to break up the sentence. I feel like if you don't do that, you look like a dullard. Like you look like you don't know shit about anything, and I suspect that you're a terrible human. If I view the period at the end of the text kind of like stop in an old school telegram where the conversation is over, like period, done. So – Maybe that's on me. Is that on me? I no, I think you but I think you're in the majority. I think I've seen people say, like, why are you putting a text or a period at the end of your text? And it's and really worse it's really worse with like one or two word responses. Yeah, like that I understand. Like if I said no, period, that's me being an asshole. Or we talk about like just the letter K, period. Ooh. Then you're trying to send that's you're trying to K period's a different if bag of apples. If you send me K, seri K period seriously, I'm probably going to fight you the next time we see each other because the disrespect is off the charts. Well, you say any variation of K. Any, like, you, if you don't put the O in front of the K, it's, it's fade on sight. You know who's a big K user? Big Cat. That's, see, that, he looks like a big K user. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He should put it in his bio. And you guys bring up – somebody brought up a good point about um, – like, it's a, it's a stop. The period is a stop at the end of a text. 
because some people text um, multiple. They'll send multiple messages in one thought. So if you put a period at the end, then you know they're done talking and you're free to proceed with your next thought. The people who send multiple when they really just mean one sentence are the real terrorists here. Those people, like, what's the fucking hurry? I'm, I'm going to read it. You don't have to send, like, six words over four attacks. No, no, no. no. I feel like this has shifted to become a direct attack on me because you guys are basically describing my text style. I do it because... <laughs> I do it. I do the multiple because when you are watching somebody text you, if, like, you're not putting your phone down and you're in the middle of a conversation... You're going to see the three little bubbles like the entire time. So I give them, okay, that's a complete thought. That's a complete thought. That's a complete thought. And then I'm done. When you don't see the bubbles coming anymore, you know I'm finished. Because I don't text with somebody that's an Android user. I don't, I'm not fucking friends with pores. Like, I don't do that shit. Oh, no. They are they're awful people. But why not just put all of your thoughts in one text block and send it all? Because I respect you as my friend and the reader that I'm going to give you more. I mean, really, Hemingway, whenever he wrote For Whom the Bell Tolls, could have released it in chapters, but he but he didn't. Like, he released it in novelettes, and that's kind of what I do. I'm a novelette texter. I, I think, I think one, it's beautiful. a beautiful. Can, can we pause for a minute and say how beautiful that was? That was very nice. Yeah, I never, I didn't think we were going to get Hemingway brought up in this podcast ever, and it's it's the first one, so that's something. <laughs> One, it's pretty big assumption on your part that we're just like sitting there watching the bubbles while you text. Like we don't have anything else to fucking talk to. Yeah. It when it was coming out, I knew that was going to come back. Yeah. That's pretty cocky on my part. What is Chaps going to say? You're hanging with every. He's texting about bacon. I got to get this done on bacon. I can't go on with my day. I am riveted. I am waiting. I need to know what Chaps is going to say. About bacon. That's what I mean. Yeah. Fuck you guys. If your Fridays are uh, tell you pal you're handsome with, by the way, both of you look very handsome today. Thank you, Cole. You get a lot of pores sending you uh, screenshots. I I didn't know androids could take screenshots. Yeah, it's upsetting for sure. And I want to roast them, but they're trying to have a nice date. I'm not going to fuck up their weekend by having their head spinning because they have some green-ass monster marketplace. It's an app store, dude. Grow up. Um, I will say, going back to the period thing real fast, I do wonder how many people I have been an asshole to, but not like meaning to be with the period thing, because it seems like people get mad about it. Yeah, they do. I feel like that, especially if it's about a remotely serious issue, if you're talking about something that is like really lackadaisical, like your favorite TV shows or something like that, but if you're talking about meeting and you messed up times, like for example, today, when we have a time gap between the guys that are recording the podcast, like Coley's on the East Coast time. No one, I think I was in Mountain. No one knows for sure. And <laughs> Texas is in the central time zone. So we're all kind of fucked up about what time we're going to actually record. And so if we got a time's messed up and then Trent comes in with the okay period, I'd have lost my shit. I would have canceled the podcast right there. <laughs> that You're right. It's situational. It's context. But you guys have made me really self-conscious about it. Now I'm putting more periods than I thought I was going to. Now maybe not you, Cole. You seem you seem open-minded, which I respect. Chaps is I don't know about Chaps. He seems pretty judgmental about it. I feel like that comes with being a dad. Like you got to set your boundaries and know what you expect from people. If you don't, people just take advantage of you. Central Time Zone, Iowa, by the way. Oh, nice. Welcome. Yeah, sure. 
All right. <laughs> I, you guys don't – yeah, prove it. Eastern time I, zone I, is the worst time zone. <laughs> I feel like Coley couldn't even have a remotely good argument that that the Eastern time zone is the best time zone. Don't – okay, do you? Yeah, we're in the fucking future. It's called catch up, bud. <laughs> yeah, but you have to stay up till like 1 a.m. to watch a football game. Okay, I'm I'm a single millennial. I don't have any friends or responsibilities or anyone who cares about me. I'll stay up till fucking all the hours, chaps, and you're still in the past. How's 11.45 look? Oh, I already saw it. Point to Cole. I, I got nothing. Point to Cole. I know. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I don't understand why East Coast people have such an ego about the time zone that they're in. Like, just they think the world revolves around them. Yeah, you got New York. You got Boston. Yeah, it does. Everything is set to East Coast time. It is. East Coast time comes first. Like, we do run the world. I'm sorry. That's just the case. Everything happens in the East Coast time, but I feel like Mountain is the best one to live in because you can have Monday Night Football be over with at 930. That's absolutely perfect. But then you run the risk of shows airing, like, in a delay, and that's a tough thing in a yes. job like ours because is Twitter, you delayed? can't... I think it is because when I we sh- I shot a video in Mountain Time and I wanted to watch The Bachelor and Humble it was brag fucking that you've been to Mountain Time. <laughs> super super brag, super brag that I've been to Mountain Time and The Bachelor was delayed and I was mad because then you can't go on Twitter. Yeah, not being able to go on Twitter really fucks up an entire time zone. And you would think that I'm being sarcastic, but that's like legit. Like when Los Angeles is gonna be fucking wrecked when the East Coast knows who's gonna win the election first. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So award shows, like I don't even like like award shows, but the West Coast was like, oh, can you guys not tweet spoilers? It doesn't air until like eleven thirty out here. It's like, what? Why did who? Why are these award shows so important? They just can't run them at four in the fucking afternoon in California. It makes no sense. About, the funny thing about award shows is a lot of them happen like in Los Angeles, right. where they fucking air until a couple hours later. And they act like you can't go on and get it on legal stream if you want it, anyways. Yeah, grow up. I'm touring and everything. Fuck everybody. All right. So a little, so a little transition. Um, earlier this morning, because this is a current event thing too, a French race walker shit himself. And I don't want to get into sports because this isn't going to be a sports podcast, mainly because I have a really – I don't like to argue sports a lot because you're not going to ever change anybody's opinion for the most part. Um like, everybody's been calling me dumb as far as MMA goes, and that's fine. Like, you call me dumb all day. I'm good with it. Like being called a dummy. Makes me happy. So, <laughs> so you, there, I, you guys, you guys I was can't upset. see shit. Can I, can I say yeah. I'm, I'm lying again? I'm, I, I was upset. I was, was going to say, you guys can't see Chaps. You can't see me shirtless. But there was a lot of pain behind Chaps' eyes when he said that. I've been, He's like, I love being called dumb. I just love it. I, I take a lot of beatings on Twitter. And I've only really been hurt twice. The first time that I ever did a podcast and people said, that's not what your voice should sound like. Like, <laughs> like that hurt me to my core. That one was painful. And second, when somebody said that I don't know anything about MMA, that really hurt me because I've watched it for so long. Like it, it was hurtful. I don't want to get into it now. Maybe we'll do like a feelings episode where we can really get into how we've been hurt and shamed. So we'll just skip over that. So oh boy. Big Cat had this ridiculous article where he talked about how race walking isn't a sport and how now the guy should be super embarrassed because he race walked and shit himself. And I feel like he couldn't have missed the mark more. I respect the race walker now. 
if there is a profession that no one has ever gone viral in shitting themselves in it, I don't respect the work. Like, for example, I respect the weatherman because Al Roker shit himself in the White House. That's a serious fucking job. Your thoughts, Coley? I agree a billion percent. Um, I Like, has Lance Armstrong ever shit himself on the bike? I haven't heard about it. No. Nope. So I don't think cycling should count. Um, I I've feel seen like basketball I, players I have to run to the, the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, there is there are some known uh, pants shitters in, in NBA history and NBA lure. Uh, MLB, what's great about the MLB is you're sliding all the time. You can really hide it really well through the pants, with, especially if it's like a little rain rainy game or, or they or it was right after they went down the infield before the game. You just fall Very down, whoopsie, fucking infield crew. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> yeah, whoops, again. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> This race, I mean, the the idea here is that you're working so hard that you couldn't possibly do anything else other than I need to shit myself to complete my task. I don't know who Big Cat uh, this. We might as well get into our first beef. I don't know who Big Cat is shaming other pants shit is. He's blogged and shit his pants, which is yeah. the reason why blogging has been validated as a profession. Exactly, exactly. Like, the same thing that brought him validation for his work. Like, he's going to, I mean for lack of a better phrase, shit on a race walker now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the thing that I like about people who shit their pants in competitions is it humanizes the sport for me. Like yes. like you said, if I don't see Lance Armstrong shitting his pants, then I can't relate to that person. But with a shit walker or a shit basketball player, then I'm like, okay, these guys are normal. They're kind of like me. Maybe I could do what they're doing, but probably not. But at least I know that they have digestive systems and they have the same thing as me and they're shitting their pants. So I feel like I can relate to people who shit their pants more than people who don't shit their pants. And I feel like if the race walker would have shit himself, tapped out from the race, cleaned up, by all means, roast his ass. He fucking deserves it. Put him on put him on the fucking stocks in the middle of town. Throw tomatoes at him. Do whatever you got to do because but he didn't. He didn't reach for the wipes right away. He didn't reach for a towel. My man reached for a sponge to soak the poop up. Like, if you don't respect that, man, get the fuck out of America. I and mean, I respect, you respect it even more in 2016 because you know in his head he's like, this, my shitty pants are going to go viral. People are going to be taking pictures. They're going to be vining it. They're going to be taking videos. And he still was like, fuck this. I'm a race walker. It's a real sport. And I'm just going to keep it moving. I feel like President Obama, if he really takes his role as commander-in-chief seriously, he'll hop on Air Force One, go down to Brazil, and offer that guy a green card. I thought you were going to say President Obama will shit his own pants at the oh, next Oh, I'm sure that's happening. In the Situation Room? Why do you think it's called the Situation Room? Because at first they had a little situation. That was from Jimmy Carter. He ate so, so much fucking peanut butter, ran straight through him. <laughs> I bet there is. I bet there's so many untold stories of presidents shitting themselves and we just don't hear about it they that's a legit story that the jimmy carter shit himself in the situation room is a legit story I, uh, yeah, really? I feel like you just leak like a big time cia secret like casually do they do they only tell you that like when you sign up for the military they're like all right here's all this stuff yeah, and oh yeah you, this guy. they give you a big pamphlet of national secrets right from the first day they're just like that's... okay <laughs> so this is what we got hidden now you're in the know <laughs> i want to believe that's true so badly that would be awesome all right, so last topic of the day, and this will probably be how we end up last topics of, the, of every single week. Um, we'll go with what you're looking forward to drinking this weekend. What's up, What's on the menu for drinking? Oh, that was a curveball. I thought we were doing <laughs> yeah. 
you thought that I was going to ask you what was the best worsened thing that you ate, but fuck that. I'm the host because that's what we decided, and I'm going to throw curveballs if I need to. Don't look for heaters to end it. Um, oh, I'm looking wow. forward to this. Is a not oh, what do you got? What do you got there, Coley? This is a delicious <clears throat> sparkling orange Lacroix. Big on on the east and west coast these days. That's at least that's what Twitter tells me. Um, it's all right. There's <laughs> not much to say about it. It's like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, carbonated water. I should water. caveat and say that Coley told me that he wasn't a big drinker, which absolutely blew my mind. Just a Jameson dude, right? I'm a drugs guy. I'm a Jameson guy. Yeah, we drank many a Jameson together. Um, yeah, I'm a drugs and Jameson guy. I'm 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 an Irish Bostonian. I'm predisposed to being a raging alcoholic, so I just don't. Yeah, you got to stay think... away from alcohol and just drink Jameson. Drugs and Jameson is a drugs and Jameson. That's a good corner to be on. I like that corner for you. What about you, Trent? Proud and tall. Very tall. I. Uh... Mine's not an alcoholic drink, what I'm looking forward to. I'm going to the Iowa State Fair this weekend, and they have... <laughs> <My> God. <laughs> be more of a cliche. How did you not start off? That should be the first thing that comes out of your mouth when we have a podcast is like, just want to know, because now, now we only have like three minutes left to really get into the Iowa Fair, and I feel like that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have... You should have led with that. I know I, I'm asking the questions, but... From now on, next year when I'm asking the question, you got to interrupt me and be like, "It's the fair week. Let's talk about that." I'm sorry. That's that's that falls on to me. Coley looks like he's like having a heart attack. But uh, so they and they have like at the Iowa State Fair, they have that fresh squeezed uh, lemonade. God, dude, be more of a cliche. You tried to slide the guy from Iowa who doesn't want to wear his. The guy from Iowa who doesn't want to wear his notorious B.I.G. shirt out in public is going to the state fair this weekend <laughs> and looking forward to the lemonade. <laughs> that's my real – that's my real <laughs> – we know it's real. That's what makes it unreal. No, I don't even want to, I don't even want to hear any more from Trent. I think that's where we're going to stop off. We'll pick off next week so we can talk about what happened at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> All right, fellas, it's been real. Until next time.